Please turn in your Bibles to 1 John chapter 4, if you would. 1 John chapter 4. Our text this evening is 1 John chapter 4, verses 9 through 10. Uh, two short verses. I'm going to read them and then we'll pray. The Apostle John writes in 1 John chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. In this the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world, that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Let us pray. Father, may we listen intently to what your word says to us this evening. May we grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. May those who need encouraged be encouraged, and those who need strengthened, strengthened, and those who walk in darkness, may they find the light of your Son, Jesus Christ. It's in his name we pray. Amen. In his 1947 essay on fairy stories, the writer and Christian J.R.R. Tolkien who wrote the books The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings, coined the word eucatastrophe, which he defined as the sudden happy turn in a story which pierces you with the joy that brings tears. Tolkien continues, he writes this, I was there led to the view that it produces its peculiar effect because it is a sudden glimpse of truth, that is, the gospel truth, your whole nature, chained in material cause and effect, the chain of death, fills as a sudden relief, as if a major limb out of joint had suddenly snapped back. The Christmas story, the story that we're celebrating this evening, is a eucatastrophe. It is a sudden happy turn which pierces those who believe in Jesus Christ with the joy that brings tears. Why is this so? Why is the Christmas story a eucatastrophe, a sudden happy turn that brings us joy? Well, for before the advent of Christmas, before the birth of Christ or the coming of Christ, the Son of God in the flesh, the story was more one of a catastrophe, a failure, a misfortune, one that seemed destined for a disastrous end for all of humanity. A just and holy creator had created the universe and everything in it, including Adam and Eve. He had put them in paradise to carry out his commands concerning his creation and, and to be in a relation, intimate relation with him. But instead of following God's decrees and his commands and his will for creation, Adam and Eve disobeyed God and sin and death entered the world, separating us from a just and holy God and separating us from one another. Because God is just and holy, he must judge man's rebellion and his disobedience against him. And therefore, man is under the curse of sin and death. And because of this curse, we suffer sickness and disease, what Tolkien called the chain of death. And because we are under the curse, we are dead to sin, and apart from Christ, we are a slave to sin. We cannot save ourselves. 
And this is where the sudden happy turn in the story comes and our catastrophic situation becomes a eucatastrophe to those who believe in Jesus Christ. In the Old Testament, we're told of the coming of the suffering servant, a savior who will save God's people from their sins. Isaiah 7:14. therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. And in Isaiah 9, 6 through 7, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end. On the throne of David over his kingdom, to establish it and uphold it with justice and righteousness from this time forth and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. And in Isaiah chapter 53, a passage we looked at yesterday morning, in verses 5 through 6, we're told concerning the suffering servant Jesus Christ, he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our inequities, upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his wounds we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the inequity of us all. And the Christmas story in the Gospels then tells us that this suffering servant that was predicted in the Old Testament to come, the, the Messiah had come, was born of a virgin who was named Jesus. They gave him the name Jesus because it means God saves. And, they, and, he, and it said that he will be known as Emmanuel, which means God with us. And so a Messiah, a Savior that was fully God, who is fully God and fully man, came into the world that fateful Christmas day over 2,000 years ago. The birth of Jesus Christ was a eucatastrophe, a, a sudden happy turn in the story. God in the person of Jesus Christ entered the world to save those who believe in him from the catastrophic effects of sin and death. This is a story that produces joy, that pierces the heart, and hope and peace that brings tears. That's why tonight we sing, O Holy Night, for long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth, a thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices, for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. There is the eucatastrophe, the sudden happy turn in the story. Christ appeared. Christ broke into human history. At just the right time, Christ came, and the kingdom of God was at hand. And we sang, O little town of Bethlehem, for yet in the dark street shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in Jesus Christ tonight. There again is the eucatastrophe, that sudden happy turn in the story. All our hopes and all our fears, all our anxieties, everything that, all the curse of sin and death that we're under, they meet in Jesus Christ who took our sin upon himself, who overcame sin and death so that we no longer had to fear uh, death and we're no longer slaves to sin. This is why we echoed along with the mountains that joyous strain, glory to God. Or our hearts sang out, this, this is Christ the King who shepherds guard and angels sing. 
haste, haste to bring him praise, the babe, the son of Mary. And that is why we called all the faithful to come and adore Christ the Lord. Because there is the eucatastrophe, a sudden happy turn in the story. God had glorified himself in his son Jesus Christ, who is the king who has come to save his people from their sin. And so let us come and adore our new born king. Let us come and adore the Savior who died for our sins and rose again from the dead and is seated at the right hand of the Father in heaven. You see, God has broken into this world and he has overcome sin and death in Jesus Christ. God has turned darkness into light. No more distress, no more gloom. God has turned sorrow into joy, no more anguish, no more despair. God has turned oppression into freedom. And so when Christ returns, there'll be no more bondage and no more war. And God has turned rebellion into righteousness. And so there's no more sin and no more death for those who know Christ Jesus. And God, in his grace, has turned our hearts to Jesus Christ so that there's no more arrogance, there's no more pride, there's no more self-serving that we have turned to Jesus Christ. And he has turned our darkness into light. You catastrophe. What a sudden, happy turn in the story that produces love and peace and hope and joy because of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Our text, 1 John 4, 9, lays out the reasons why for this sudden uh, turn in the story, this sudden turn which pierces our hearts with joy and brings tears to our eyes. If you look at this text, the first thing you'll see there, first in this Christmas story, in the Christmas story, we see the hope that we have manifested in the love of God towards those who believe in Jesus Christ. He says this in, the, in this the love of God was manifest among us, that God sent his only son into the world. Therein lies the hope. Our salvation is not found in ourselves, but in our God and Savior, his son, Jesus Christ. And this hope does not disappoint, Scripture tells us, because, of the, because of, for the Christian, God's love has been poured out into our hearts through his Holy Spirit, whom he has given us. And that's why there's this, this sudden turn, because the sudden turn in the Christmas story is this, that God demonstrated this love to us while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. You see, we didn't have to get right before God saved us, because we couldn't. But God saved us even yet while we're sinners. What a hope, what a sudden turn in the story that brings joy. Second in our text, we see in the Christmas story, we see that we have peace as a result of the reason why God sent his son, Jesus Christ, in the world. And that was this, at the end of verse 9, he says this, so that we might live through him. So that we might live through him. Colossians chapter 1, verses 21 through 22 says it this way, And you who were once alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he is now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. We can live free from the curse of death and sin and, and live for God because Christ has made peace between us and God and he has reconciled us to God through his body, his death on the cross. 
thereby killing the hostility that existed between God and us, but not only between God and us, but between man and man. And so we see in this Christmas story this peace, this sudden turning of the story where we have been reconciled to God. Third, we find here in the Christmas story, we see joy because of how, because of how a just and holy God was able to reconcile those who believed uh, in him to himself through Jesus Christ. Look at verse 10. He says, in this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. You see, despite our rebellion and our disobedience against a just and holy God, he, he loved us so much that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, it says here, to be a propitiation for our sins. Now this means that Jesus Christ was sent into the world over 2,000 years ago to be a guilt offering that appeased a just and holy God's just judgment and wrath against us sinners. In other words, God reconciled us to God by dying on the cross for our sins, by taking our place, by being, being the sacrificial lamb in our place. And he took upon himself God's wrath and his justice. That's what it means to be a propitiation for our sin. Oh, what a joy that our Savior died for us in our place. That's why it's a sudden turn of the story. That's why it brings happiness that pierces the heart with joy because Christ stood in our place. Instead of getting the just judgment and wrath of God, that instead we got grace, we got peace, we got hope, we got mercy, we got love, unfailing love that will never end. This means Jesus Christ, this means Jesus Christ Christ's death in our place shows then that God loves us and therefore it demands a response. That God's love always demands a response. You see, the story has turned. You do not now face the darkness, the gloom. A new day has dawned. Each of us must accept the gift of love and repent and believe in the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so if you want the Christmas story to be a eucatastrophe, a sudden turn in the story that brings joy, that pierces the heart. You must repent of your sin against a just and holy God and believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who was sent into the world. You must believe that a new day has dawned, that a light has come to those who are under the curse of sin and death. That's why it says in Isaiah and Matthew 4, the people dwelling in darkness have seen a great light. And for those dwelling in the region and shadow of death, on them, a light has dawned. See, Jesus Christ is the light that has dawned. Jesus Christ is the sudden happy turn in your story, in mine, that pierces our heart with joy. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Father, we are so thankful for your son, Jesus Christ. Despite the darkness and the gloom of this world, despite the suffering and sorrows that death and sin bring, that, Father, that you have turned the story, that, Father, you have entered the world through your Son, Jesus Christ, that, Father, a new day has dawned in the person of Jesus Christ, who demonstrated your love for us, by willingly going to the cross, 
by willing to die for our sins and take our place, by willing to put on flesh, to live uh, as a, in human form. But he lived a sinless, perfect life and therefore was able to be our sacrifice. He was able to take our burdens, our transgressions, our sins upon himself. And so, Father, we praise you this evening. We praise you for the light that has dawned. We praise you for Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Amen.